Welcome back, Panther fans. I'm David Brown, along with Ryan Graham. Hey, y'all. And Tim Thurber. Evening. <laughs> and this is State of Atlanta. Welcome back, guys. Thanks for being here, as always. Cheers. Cheers. Yep. <laughs> I, I can hold up open. my open beers because of our uh, take two here. Well, the, the uh, illusions of... Yeah, the illusion's a little uh, ruined here. Uh, just as a reminder for those listening, we are still doing this remotely. So we're doing video calls, which means I'm putting it up on YouTube as well. So you can see us if you want to do that. Go to stateofatlanta.com and uh, find the YouTube link or just go to YouTube and search State of Atlanta. But yeah, so normally when we do this, we're all drinking beforehand. So we have like another beer ready just to crack open. And so we have like two beer at a time. Well, I messed up and didn't hit the record button. So now we both have, all three of us have two beer open and one that we're, a third one we're drinking, so you can yep. tell we've been drinking. Before. Well, I've been drinking beforehand, so <clears throat> I've had a few. So, whether it's uh, two margaritas, two mar- were those to go margaritas, or did you make them yourself? Uh, it was a mix to go from Taqueria del Sol and tequila is here. Oh, okay. They're okay. not as bold as other restaurants, just serving people alcohol and solo cups and yeah no that's awesome i did that i can't remember if i talked about it last week or if i did it this past since then but yeah we went and i got to um we got dinner at a mexican place down the street and two margaritas to go it was great getting in the car with two cups of margaritas just sitting there yeah i I'm a big, i hope this like lens stays over i hope that they actually continue allowing people to bring booze home with their to-go orders even get it delivered that way we, they were already talking about it uh, Mayor Bottoms is talking about allowing like grocery store delivery to allow for beer to be part yeah. of it, beer and wine. So this seems to be working pretty well. Nothing's getting crazy out there. Let's keep it going, right, Atlanta? You'd think so. I'm with it. Sure. Yeah. All right. So um, how's uh, other than that, how's everybody uh, holding up in the uh, quarantine lockdown thingy? Yeah, uh, surviving? Stir crazy? I really want my child to be at school during the day. <laughs> That would make it much easier, yeah. Uh, our daycare did announce that they are down for the count. But they told us that we can pay whatever we want to pay. If we can pay the full amount, pay it. Or if we can't, then don't. I'm like, huh, that's a really easy decision. <laughs> we're still paying full amount, but it's required. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. We're, uh, we're paying half. I figure that's that's fair. They're not yeah. paying the bills right now. so. Well, yeah, well, that that depends. So that, that's our thing is the city owns our building, uh, the, the building that the preschool's in, and they're, they have to, like, the city council has a vote on, like, whether or not they don't have to pay rent. So oh, wow. it's slow. Uh, it, I mean, I've already messaged my city council person, and they said, yeah, it's in the works, but, like, you still have to vote on it. So. Right, the procedure and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they'll, they'll like give us a prorated rent back, but, um, but like they're still paying their teachers, which I, I like. So I'm like, all right, if I can afford it, why not? Yeah. I'm not sure if my teachers are, are in this country legally, but that's neither here nor there. So <laughs> they do good work though, right? What's that? Do they do, they do good work? Hey, my kids are uh, live every time I go to pick them up, which I mean, I guess that depends on what you want out of your daycare, right? <laughs> really all you can ask for. <laughs> I mean, I kind of like the kids being home. They get in everyone's Zoom conferences, <laughs> video or audio. Tim doesn't have kids. I don't. Exactly. Yeah, I, I just I, watch them on Zoom. My wife was in a, a, a conference call today for like a two-hour call. I get two, one of two two-hour calls she had today, and uh, one kid was asleep, but the other just wanted nothing but mommy the entire time. So uh, it was entertaining hearing it from the other room, even though I was getting in trouble for not keeping the kid in check the entire time. But whatever. So, uh, 
Yeah. You only do what you can do, man. It's a little store crazy here, I guess, in general. Uh, kids. Everyone's still now. employed? What's that? Everyone's still employed? For now, yeah. I mean, I that's that all I can ask for. I did get that email yesterday from work saying, uh, what are you working on? <laughs> I'm like, oh, no, I'm, I'm working on stuff. I promise. I promise. Yeah, we started making us do this like daily spreadsheet where we talk about like how many you know, the, where we are with everything. And it's, it's like this overhead that I just don't need, but. Well, yeah, I got selling my wife today. She had two, two hour meetings. Like how are you supposed to get anything done? Having two, two hour meetings and conference calls or like video calls and everything. It's and then, a lot more meetings right now. I feel like people think that you have to have the touches. Right. To right. get anything done, but like, like I'm not getting anything done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, my company, my department would do uh, a status meeting once every other week. And now we're doing two a week. So that's, uh, I have them every day. Yeah, so does so does my wife. Yeah, and obviously multiple a day. But that's that agile stuff and everything. Yeah, stand up. Yeah. 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 All right. That, well, should, be, that should be fifteen minutes. It yeah. should be fifteen should minutes. Be. Should be. Well, uh, let's get on into this uh, quarantine, lockdown, pandemic, whatever you want to call it, whatever socially acceptable to call it. Uh, how it affects college sports specifically. Our uh, what college sports? And girls and yeah, wait, what? We have college sports now? Yeah, no, we do not. That's, a, oh. <laughs> that's the problem, right? Um, again, I don't want to get political about anything, but uh, Ryan, give us this week's update on Liberty. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> we go live to Ryan Graham for the Liberty update. Oh, man. We get an intro video. Oh, well, they're that. getting sick up at Liberty. Yeah, they allowed back, I think, like 2,000 kids or something, and uh, half of them are like, have already left or something. I, I didn't read the article. I'm a, I'm a headline person and just... Well, when it has to do with liberty, it makes sense that you don't want to delve too deep into it. But yeah, the headline was pretty descriptive, right? We let right. people come back and they're sick. Yeah, including <laughs> professors as well, right? So. Yeah. God did not protect them. I don't it's understand. just weird because only like 3% of their students uh, go in anyway, so... Yeah. I took your joke, Dave. <laughs> they don't have the coronavirus they have like a computer virus I, that was bad i got <laughs> uh on the from that so i guess one of the big things at least for me this week was we've talked about this in the past couple of weeks about uh whether or not college football would be impacted by this whole thing and we all kind of laughed it off at least i laughed it off at the beginning but now you're, there's a lot of people coming out maybe a little sensationalized but saying that yeah it's a really good chance that college football could either be delayed or not happen or shortened or something like that. And um, I'm like, what a great time for us to have started a weekly sports uh, (laughs) college sports (laughs) podcast heading into the off season. Like we all, we knew it was gonna be a little difficult to find things to talk about from, you know, April through August, but wow. April, April. I saw was uh, like a a fifth of, College coaches said that they said there was a fifty percent chance we wouldn't have it. I'm like, what? Oh yeah, I got that. That, that, that is that. The the overly sensationalized Brett, Brett McMurphy tweet where he said one in five ads say that uh, there's a fifty percent chance or worse what? of the season not happening. Or whatever. So, but, but then you go back and you look at the actual numbers and his read read his article. Uh, there was only 112 ads that responded out responded out of the 130. And then there was, you know, just a twenty uh, percent of them that said, like, basically, he said, you know, rank whether or not you think that the college football season takes place as is, like one through ten. And so, twenty uh, percent of them said five. 
So fifty percent or below. Everybody else was above that. There was nobody below it. And so eighty percent of the ads think everything's going to happen as is, yeah. or is going to like you know maybe be up delayed, or you know you don't play your out of conference schedule or or something like that. But I yeah. don't. It's this the Sun Belt ads were talking about that as well, saying that not playing the out of conference schedule is a possibility, which makes no sense to me whatsoever at all. Like, yeah, like why would you even limit? It? Like what what sense does that make? And how does a conference even have the say so to tell a school that they can't play a game that's not conference sanctioned whatsoever at all? Yeah. And we need that money. Like every team in the conference needs the the money. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. And then also you look at outside of Sunbelt, all those big high profile P five out of conference games that kick off the college season. Uh, the Alabamas and the Texases and all the Georgias of the world that play those big games with big money for big TV. And they're not going to not do their out of conference schedule because of uh, this. I mean, maybe delay the game. It goes a, a following week or if it's pushed in the season. That's actually something I think would be kind of cool. If the season just gets pushed back like two months, like college football doesn't start until like October or November. And now we have like a national championship coming in March or April or something like that. It would just change everything so much. Yeah, it'd be wild. It'd be neat. I don't want there to be any delay. I don't want it to mess up anything. But how cool would it be to have March Madness happening in June? There'd be some uh, some really cold games. <laughs> yeah. Because we'd, we'd, we'd be dipping into, like, February, you know, which is yeah. typically well, in Georgia. It wouldn't like, be when that bad here. It wouldn't be that bad here if we played uh, day games. It'd be <clears throat> cold, probably rainy, but nothing, or, nothing we didn't do last season three times. No, I mean, I think February is generally, like, when we get snow and stuff. If we get snow. We didn't get snow this year at all. Yeah, yeah typically. We could have a snow game. That'd be awesome. That'd be rad, Yeah, we'd probably have App State in that game, but we play App State. <laughs> time out for the half. Yeah, that's funny. We'd get App State, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh, so, we, um, you, you mentioned earlier the, um, the, the fact that we started this podcast at, the, at a hell of a time, and uh, I was on a, a – political podcast this week and they were like what are sports radio people doing and i was like well, funny i have a little insight we're talking about tweets <laughs> <laughs> what i don't know what you want well obviously these are people that are not sports fans because you know even during the, the off season there's the, the weird reporting the which mascot could beat the other mascot to be like the <laughs> mascot champion and you always get some like small weird school that couldn't ever win a game that wins the whole thing because they have like a dragon as their mascot. Well, at least one of the people on the on the other podcast lives in uh, in or near uh, Bullock County, so you know there's only one sport. That is, I don't know what I don't know what Bullock County yeah. is. That's uh, that's where Statesboro is. Oh, wow. I just I didn't know they had a county. I didn't know they were that civilized. I thought it was like yeah. unincorporated Georgia. Nah, it's a it's a it's a thing. Is that COVID yet? It's dumb. I mean. <laughs> it's not fancy like DeKalb or Fulton. Yeah, Bullock. Oh, it's Bullock. Not, not, not like a bullet. Like Bullock. No, 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 no. Bullock. Sandra Bullock or something? Did they name it after Sandra Bullock? Maybe, probably. Makes sense. Do they have COVID 19 there yet or no? They have COVID 34, man. They've blown past 19. Yeah. They're freaking out. Yeah. There was like one. I guess there was like one doctor who said there may be a case. It was unconfirmed, was presumed positive type things, and everybody right. flipped out. Well, what I, what, I heard, what I heard was that there, there was one case, 
but there was a bunch of people that were really freaked out about it because that one case was a goat and there was a bunch of Georgia Southern fans who were freaking out they were going to catch it. <laughs> close contact. Way too close. True story. <laughs> yeah, so, you said one thing, though, David, that really scared me. What's that? You said not have college football. No, right? We'll freak out if that happens. So Kirk Herbstreet is the one that said to prepare ourselves for no college and no NFL football this season. Yeah, but I think any self-respecting uh, George, citizen of Georgia knows that Kirk Herbstreet is an idiot. So, Yeah. I remember one of the few times that I actually went to New Orleans. I went down there for the national championship when Virginia Tech played Florida State, which I think we talked about on here before, uh, when Michael Vick was the quarterback for the Hokies and everything. And I was, was that was kind of like me getting into college football because you know, Georgia State didn't have football. I didn't really grow up in a family that followed college football. So I'm kind of walking through Bourbon Street and everything, and there were just signs the girls had hanging out over the balconies in Bourbon Street saying, like, you know, I will marry you, Kirk Herbstreet. I'm pretty sure he was married at the time. So uh, he has a faithful following of some people. I mean, he's, he was Ohio State, right? Yeah, he's Ohio State. Yeah. Quarterback. There's people that like that. Yeah, 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 Ohio State, they, they've got a few fans. Yeah. They're, they're known now fans. No, Tim, I agree. At least as many as we do, right? <laughs> exactly. Well, we have as many fans, right? Yeah, they they have as many fans as we do. They definitely have as many fans as we do. Maybe more. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> no, but Tim, I agree. I don't. I I do not see a no college football season. I I could see a shortened season or a, a delayed start to a season. Yeah. And one of the things that was talked about, this talked about with college basketball before they shut it all, all down, was to play the games without anyone in attendance. And at first, I thought that was like totally a stupid idea, but after I'll being after being uh, here twenty three days without any college or any, any sports to watch at all, uh, I um I will watch a game with nobody in the stands. Like the, the TV money is all it really counts, anyways, right? Yeah. The, the the attendance, the season ticket stuff, that makes some money for the bigger programs, maybe, but for most of the programs, it's the TV money is all that matters. I don't know. I saw. I saw. Um, I saw in the article where they were saying. Um, well, shoot. I don't know where I saw it. I, I probably saw it on Twitter because I didn't read the article. Um, but they were saying that if they had to cancel the season or push it back or anything like that, then they would have to like literally like cancel some Olympic sports. Like they just right. wouldn't be able to fund them anymore if they got rid of a football season or. Right. That was a, an advocate article. At least that's. Uh, I think it's an advocate article that I saw with the Sunbelt athletic directors. I was going to talk about later on, but. It, oh, sorry. No, 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 no. This makes sense to flow right into it. Yeah, so it was interviewing the, the ADs about um, uh, how this impacts everything. And, yeah, so they get a lot of money from, you know, the sports, specifically basketball. March Madness, like, funds most of the Olympic sports for um, uh, the college athletics. So yeah. if you don't have that, I think they said – it was something ridiculous. It was like – just March Madness is like sixty percent of the NCAA's revenue. Jeez, I mean, wow. it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, I, I mean, I, I'm saying that number. It was more than half. It may have been eighty yeah. percent. It may have been fifty-one. But I remember it being more than half. So yeah, you could actually have programs that get shut down because of it. Uh, I don't think that's going to be an issue for Georgia State to worry about. I just, no. I, I just can't imagine it being a problem. You know, we'll just sell like a few square feet of our real estate of Atlanta and. That'll cover all the sports. Actually, Cobb in the article said that uh, <laughs> that uh, we'll probably save over a hundred thousand dollars and not uh, 
sending players out on the away games and everything this season. So, well, for yeah. for spring sports, definitely, you know. Yeah. So that's right. um, that's one of the things that that like you know it always comes up when people are talking about how you know college athletics is in the red or um, <clears throat> and, and things like that. They they don't they don't mention a lot of times that football and basketball are generally in the black for most programs. They do well. They are positive revenue generating sports. And for that, sure, for your for your, for your uh, P five programs, and then for you know your your blue chip G five programs, that's absolutely the case. I think most of your G five too. I don't I don't think that Georgia State football is funding the beach volleyball team whatsoever at all. Well, uh, we have fees. <laughs> so. Yeah, we have, yeah, no, it's, it's a kid taking his uh, intro to accounting. He's paying for beach volleyball, that's right? right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, uh, that, that's not that doesn't apply to us. But I just don't. And I don't know anything about the finances of, of Georgia State whatsoever at all. They, like, I guess the numbers were posted on Panther Talk this week or last week. And Such a good it, pack. We, we spent every dollar that came in, which is just clever accounting to be like, yeah, we're not going to tell you how much money we really have because we're going to find a way to spend, spend it. all of it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, to me that means they spent more than they actually had and then they just increased the amount that they had artificially. Or they, exactly or the number they, they bought it they brought in more than they spent and then whatever overage went for some particular new project that, you know, maybe has not even got off the ground yet. Mm. Maybe. So the, the money we're saving by not sending people to away matches will magically disappear. Well, we're not sending, we're not sending them. So yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just can't imagine it costing us any sports and Somebody that's more in the know could probably tell us, tell me how stupid I am for thinking that. But I just, I don't see it being a thing. They asked Charlie about that, and he was pretty shut it down immediately and said, "I'm not going to get into politics of this. I'm not going to talk about things that we have no clue what's going to happen right now." Which was a great, you know, not coach speak, but a coach speak kind of answer, a politically correct answer to the whole thing. Is I can't tell you that you know we're going to be shutting down women's tennis because football can't play, you know, the Alabama game. Right, like that, but we could uh, we could use that hundred k for arena improvement. (laughs) To fund a baseball stadium, right? Yes. Oh yeah, there we go. Well, so that's one thing that I thought was kind of cool. I put down to talk about at some point. Well, it was just a a one liner, but uh, I think it was Troy. Is so I guess there's actually some schools in some belt where baseball has got a, a, a big ticket item and they sell season tickets, like Louisiana and apparently Troy. But like us, Southern, and a few other schools uh, don't really do that. It's just like I mean, you're not. No one's going to pay to go to um, uh, Andersville at all. That's not happening. No. But uh, so, but what Troy did was they're calling up all their baseball season ticket holders, and they said you can either use this money as credit towards next season, or just make it a donation towards the baseball program. And I think it's a pretty smart way of doing it. I think we probably just would have refunded everybody without saying a word. But yeah. Because, right. but, you know, but if I was offered, I would just I would just make the donation probably. Yeah, I mean, I've yeah. already budgeted out my basketball tickets, yeah. or whatever the ticket is, the, the 180 bucks a season, or I don't I don't know what it is. Um, and if, if if this happened earlier in the season, they said, you know, do you want to roll this over next year to use it a donation? I'm like, well, I've already budgeted it out, so just donate it. You know, I'm yeah. helping out the program. I thought that was pretty smart of them to do. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know if we would have done that or not. <laughs> Hard to say. So we're in that position, you know? Yeah. No, exactly. And it was, it was a good idea. I liked it. But, um, speaking I mean, of, had, go uh, ahead. Yeah, you I was going to say, we had something like this with, um, what was it, the game canceled for the hurricane? 
Oh, the, the, well, the Memphis game. Well, our game wasn't canceled. Memphis just bought us out of our game. Right, right but they did something for us. Like you could get the money and apply it to something else. Yeah, or, it, was, it was apply it towards next season, next yeah. year season tickets. I don't think there was just a add that to your pack donation rolled into your pack at all. That was I don't not think problem, so. right. I'm still bitter about that game, by the way. I don't like Me that. Me too. Um, we did do something with it, didn't we? Like spend the money on something stupid, like that. The truck that drove around with the upset game playing, or uh, we, we did, we did. Some, I remember Charlie saying well, we had an extra eight hundred fifty grand, so might as well spend it on something. I don't remember what it was. A baseball field. That would be great. That, that would have been nice. But speaking of which, how is the uh, GoFundMe for the uh, flags going? In light of everything that's been going on, and the fact that uh, we've not gotten. Uh, pictures of something i forget what i was looking for uh we have not set up the gofundme for that but uh i feel like people right now that are going to donate money are probably going to donate money towards some people maybe <laughs> that need money. In, they need the money or need uh need some <clears throat> other priorities right now are well, you are you admitting that flags are not the priority for most of people i'm admitting that donations to an athletic program probably do not take precedence over those that are handling people that are getting sick or those that are just keeping the economy tr- trucking along while we're uh, all, while we, the three of us, are sitting at home drinking beer, talking about what we're going to be doing in nine months athletically or not athletically. Athletically, yeah. <laughs> in abundance of caution, we're holding off the GoFundMe. Um, <clears throat> I could guarantee that there would be at least a person who would give $100 to building the new baseball stadium and not the flag. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that yeah, yeah, that's gonna be Ryan. <laughs> because Ryan Ryan only supports the athletics that he likes, not not the athletics he doesn't like. So, oh wait, 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 wait. Let's be real here. I like football. I don't even like baseball that much. <laughs> Ryan, you just want it because you live there. I don't support flags. What do you What do you want from me? Ryan likes nine men in pants standing outside of his house more than he likes uh, girls in short skirts running along with ginormous flags wait do they not run around anyway no yeah they do they run anyway they just uh, don't they run with a flag they're, right, they're, they're missing on their cardio activities they're, 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 they're out getting, there the whole game regardless they're not, they're not getting that 100 yard run 18 times a game because that's how many touchdowns we're scoring this season right <laughs> yeah. so how many stat for our program yeah exactly we, yeah, we, uh, instead of getting flags, how about we get uh, um, Fitbits for the entire uh, cheer squad to find out how many steps they're getting with and without flags? <laughs> no, not that stat. <laughs> Since we've retired basketball, right? Yeah. Our new stat is the number of days before college football kicks off. Oh, I like it. I like it. So give me that number. You're going to own this one. Yeah, we got 151 full days before it kicks off. Plenty of time to get over COVID nineteen. Well, so the problem is, according to who was it, Brian Everyone. Kelly, Brian Kelly, the Notre Dame head coach, is that if they can't get started before July first, because everyone's like, why are we so worried about something that happens in late September. August, early September? Right. When we're sitting here and like for us recording today, March thirty first. Uh, we have all this time. There's several months between these two. No, there's the conditioning that happens beforehand. Uh, all the, the spring training. We have missed the spring game. It's supposed to be this this Friday. Uh, there's other stuff that has to go on for these guys to get ready for, which I kind of 
I kind of get it from like the NFL perspective because it's the union and they get to control all this different weird stuff about how the players get to do everything or have to do everything. But in college athletics, man, when you're not in class, when you're not at school, when you're at home, you better be on the treadmill. You better be pumping iron at the planet fitness on the street or, you know, get well, those the, are closed. Or, so. or get, go find some buckets and put some water in them and turn it yep. into a, you know, a weightlifting thing. These guys should not be showing up, you know, in the middle of on July 1st, fat and flabby. You know, maybe they're not in peak performance. Yeah. But they'll be in pretty good shape, especially knowing what's going on right now. Uh, and there's no way that the blue chips of college football, the coaches are the strength and conditioning coaches are not on the phone with these guys every as far as how they're allowed yeah. to talk to them with NCAA on the phone, like, you know, all right, uh, what did you eat today? You know, what are you uh, eating? You know, what, how, how are you working out? What's going on? They're, they're talking to them. They're keeping them up on everything. They're, sure. they're, they're probably spending more time talking about what they're eating and how they're working out than, than what they're doing for their classes. And, everything. and if everybody's like the equal amount out of shape, then it's sort of like an equalizing force anyway. So like, who cares? This is our cool. advantage over Alabama. Let Alabama get dumb and fat eating their white barbecue sauce from big Bob Gibson's yeah. over there. Yeah. They eat mayo. Yeah, it's just they eat mayo. It is just, I love barbecue and white barbecue sauce is the grossest thing I've ever heard of. Only Alabama is gonna like you know be like nope nope nope. We can't have brown barbecue sauce. Got to be white. Got to have white barbecue sauce. Can't have brown. No, they're like got to be mayo. I mean, like seriously, Bama people love mayo. I almost cussed about it. Yeah, I'm. I, yeah. Anyhow, uh, so let, let I think this could be the year of upsets. Fat. Maybe let know? Bama get dumb and fat on the. Uh, white barbecue sauce mm. and let Georgia State just keep mm. doing it right, eating some lean chicken. I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to eat. In your I'm not just saying for I'm, us, I'm not though. the only one that knows how to stay in shape. But like, that's that can maybe maybe we can use uh, this whole thing for our advantage toward Bama. I think it could just be an advantage for all you know G5 teams. This could be a year of upsets. You know, maybe the P5 teams are getting fat and lazy, and the G5 teams are still working. Yeah, that, that was actually something that I put down to talk about. I didn't know where to talk about it, but I figured it would come up in conversation. So way to go, Tim. You did it within the first few minutes of this. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's going to be some some things that just change. There's, there's going to be some wild cards, some some things we're not expecting to happen, not just in college athletics, but in like you know just people's daily routines and lives and companies and everything like that coming out of this, which would be really cool. Uh, so, yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe we'll see uh, a G5 just kind of come through and decimate through the whole program or maybe a blue chip. I guess more realistically is to see like a, a big power five program that just can't put it together this season. It's um, one of my one of my theories is that in, in, you know, in general, like you said, businesses might happen to athletics and things like that, that this is sort of like one of those. Uh, it's like a brush fire, you know. And it's, it's the fire happens and then you get this like new growth and it could be from anywhere. And, um, we don't know what good will come of this and there could be some. So, yeah. Well, so obviously don't want to talk about the good too much because obviously there's a lot of bad coming out of this right now, uh, life and the economy and all that jazz. But yeah, there's going to be things that come out that are good and maybe they would have been good in the first place, but this kind of like just dusted it off and it, it made, made it more visible to see like yeah. being able to get a margarita from the local mexican place down the street That's right. really the priority about anything is where i can get my booze as it's always on the menu, david you just didn't know it 
What was that, Ryan? Sorry. It's always on the secret menu. Secret menu? Yeah. yeah. Right. You order like something totally random. You're like, you know, uh, I don't want to need that. Uh, no cilantro. And that means that they're going to give you a double dose margarita. I would do that too because cilantro is absolutely disgusting. And I, I will order everything without cilantro. And even if it doesn't come with it on there, it's like, just don't even like, don't even make my food in the same room that cilantro exists. If it, even if it's in a free refrigerator, like over by somebody else over here, no, just no cilantro. It's it's funny. I'm um I, I sort of think it tastes like soap, but I also think it's really good. <laughs> so I know. I only think it tastes like soap when I actually think about it and I'm eating it. Like, well, so I'm just eating it. It doesn't taste like soap. I was never like a, a person that would eat anything green in general, and so I never ordered cilantro on anything. And there was there were things there were things in the uh, Mexican restaurants that I liked or didn't like, or I liked this. I like this taco from this this place, but I didn't like the exact same taco from another place. Maybe with cilantro, but I never I didn't know about this whole thing that cilantro is like a DNA thing where it's, you're genetically disposed to liking or not liking it. And until uh, I heard until I heard about it, but I do remember once I go to Moe's all the time to get a burrito, and one day I was like, "Put that cilantro on there." I'm going to try to mix this up between my just cheese and meat that I put on a burrito, and I was like, "This isn't good." I never I don't specifically remember soap but i remember going this isn't good and i do remember eating salsa at some restaurants that have like little leafy greens in there i'm like this isn't good so uh i don't like cilantro i don't know i, if thought, it was soap. Soap. I thought that's generally what people taste when they don't like it is it but some soaps smell different than other soaps so does it smell like a certain soap it's like irish spring no no no, no. That, smells, that smells wonderful that's what i use so is that still a, sno- a soap probably those definitely so. clean commercials back in the probably either late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. When you guys were still in your cribs. <laughs> late Basically. 80s, early 90s, uh, yeah. I'm 85. So, uh, yeah. So if the, <clears throat> if it, we can't start the season on time or if we, if we can't get the, this, the practices in the early practices in, and we still say game start September or whatever it is. What, I don't, I don't, what is the start this season? Do we have an August start or a September start? I don't even know. Uh, it's like August 29th. Okay, yeah. So if we can't get the August 29th start, yeah. sorry, if we do get the August 29th start, but we miss like the some of these, obviously we've already missed like the spring camp stuff and the, uh, the July workouts and everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, that does not bode well for us. We're, we're in a quarterback battle right now. You know, we don't know who's going to be taking snaps from center at this point. So you kind of want to have as much time as possible to figure out who you're going to have before we face Murray, Murray State who is this week, this, this year. I mean, that's if you believe that we don't know who's going to be quarterback, right? Like the coaches have some kind of idea, and that person was getting some amount of uh, practice, especially while Dan was hurt, and we didn't know if he was going to be out any given time. Well, there's also the – the freshman coming in as well that maybe come maybe uh, starting well michael not if he doesn't practice (laughs) (laughs) exactly what i'm saying so we we may not know who the best quarterback is come august 29th so i don't know but i think that that could hurt us if we miss out on practices A, a team in the situation that we are currently and looking for help at the quarterback position or replacing I don't know. I love Nick so much, but I'm I'm really hard. I'm, I'm trying to find a way to say that Dan's not as good as Nick. 
Dan may be the best quarterback we've ever had. Healthy, healthy Dan. Healthy Dan. Dan. Healthy Dan. Dan is, uh, yeah. I mean, they both have the heart. They both have the heart for sure. But uh, yeah. it's just so hard to say. Is we had both of them, including I'll, I'll throw Connor in there as well. Just such craptacular first seasons, and then such great second seasons. And if Dan had not gotten injured, we would. I don't think there's any question. We'd say that Dan was the best quarterback we've ever had. Yeah, I don't think there's any question for me. So you think Dan's the best? Yeah, and he was. I mean, he was electric to watch too. And, um, the the problem was he's he's less of a or yeah he's less of a game manager. So like Nick was a little bit more boring to watch because he was like. Oh no, Nick, Nick was not boring to watch because Nick, Nick was, was fun. I'm well, gonna yeah, well, he fling the ball. I'm going to fling that ball like it, nobody's business. Just, I, just Nick so, was so much fun. Well, and, and for me specifically, I think Ryan, I think both of you guys are more a little bit more of a student of the game than I am because I'm not a student of the game whatsoever at all. I'm the guy outside of school smoking a cigarette with some random homeless dude. I'm not a student of anything when it comes to football. I'm just a fan of the program. And Nick would just fling that ball and make it – passing game's exciting. Running game's fun, but passing game's excited. exciting. Well, and when he did run, he'd um, he'd hit like a tight end. Like he'd roll, roll his shoulder in, and, and you're like – you know, some part of you is like, hey, man, you're the quarterback. You should just slide and like not get hit. But then also another part of you is like, yeah, just like wreck that guy. You're, talking, he, about you're, you're talking about Dan? Nick, Nick would run. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah. kind of big. Because yeah, Dan would just run past anybody. Dan would miss a guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Nick. Both of the guys had no fear whatsoever at all. They were, they were great. Uh, both, both. Yeah. I mean, they I would say you got Connor was your game manager, right? Like he was very good at doing the right thing. You right. got Ellington, just electric, like can beat people you shouldn't beat, right? And then right. you have Arbuckle, Gunslinger. I mean... Yeah. Well, yeah, Arbuckle, they, I mean, he was compared to Brett Favre from the very beginning. And yeah, and, yeah I'm, I'm on board with that. Yeah, so um, maybe maybe Connors, yeah, like you said, you're, you're game manager, you're more like uh, sit, back, sit back and assess the game type thing. Uh, and then uh, Dan, just electric feet, arms, whatever he just you never know what's going to happen but so, so that's i i do want to be like super clear i said nick is less exciting than dan i didn't say he wasn't exciting to watch okay okay <laughs> context is everything and relative is everything yeah no, nick, nick was fun to watch dan was fun to watch connor got us our only bowl win yeah so, uh, yeah yeah I love be- I love Dan's style though, because like you said, you, you he he had the arm and the legs to do it, and like he and would the make brain. this when and he the- was running, and he would sling that ball like it was great. But he he knew what he was doing. He knew the defense. He knew when he could run and get away with something. He was something else for yeah. sure, for sure. But um, let's see who else was talking crap about us playing or about football happening this season. We got how about Kirk Herbstreet? He's dumb. Uh, Reverend Murphy, not that bright as well. Oh, uh, there was, um, Brett's generally okay. Yeah. Well, I just didn't like his little, like just negative style headline that makes it sound worse than it is. Well, it was, so what stood out to me about the headline, I, I, we shouldn't delve too, too deep into it, but uh, immediately I was like, did he just put a fraction of a fraction in there? Like, yes. you know what I mean? Like, so, this is a very small amount of people saying a very 
I want to say that somebody replied to his tweet with the whole, like, it works 100% of the time, 60% of the time. Or yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time type thing. Yeah. 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 But um, you know what? Like, they're just sitting at home, too, and they're, like, looking for stuff to talk about, and, like, they cannot. And that's right. fine. No, that, that's fine. But I guess my argument is why you got to go negative with everything? Why is it got to be one you know, one out of five college uh, ADs are saying we're not going to have football. Why not? it be something like, you know, uh, we think we're going to have a football. <laughs> 80% say yes. Yeah. He needed the, he needed the tagline. He needed the story. Yes. And, he, and he got a bunch of Twitter responses. Mm-hmm. He got us talking about him. And obviously if we're talking about him, the world's talking it's working. About him. So he got what he wanted out of the whole thing. Right. Can you imagine the ad revenue he's going to get based on us talking about him? I mean, it's gonna be huge. I can't. I can't imagine what that number even looks like. I don't think I've got enough fingers to count the clicks. So yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, there was another there's an interview uh, with the Sunbelt uh, Commission <coughs> thing, and I guess we talked about this a little bit already. The the delay in the season, or he basically said, I guess one of his big things was uh, all the conferences are going to make some suggestions on what should happen, and we'll all talk about it and figure out the best course of action. Basically meaning was to me, the way I took that was, well, we'll wait for the sec and ACC. We'll wait for the P five to tell us what's going to happen because we're, we're not in a position to say, sorry, Alabama, we're not playing you, but give us that million dollar check anyways. So I don't think the Sun Belt's in any position to really make any decisions on what's going to happen with college football this season whatsoever at all. Um, and I'm pretty sure G5 teams don't even get a vote in the NCAA. Like, uh, I think it's one of those kind of things where they get a vote, but it's like based off of like your uh, overall conference revenue or something like that. Like, has how many votes you get? It's based on the P5 control the votes and the G5s don't. I'm making that up, really. It's like the um, it's like the pack board, though. You know, you guys can vote to do whatever you want, but they're yeah. just like, oh yeah, nice, yeah, do that. Well, that's assuming that the uh, P5 is on the pack board and not just the university itself. Yeah. So, yeah. Could the uh, G5 conferences pull all their revenue together and they could get some portion of a vote? <laughs> yeah. We, we got our vote. We, we, we made our say, and our, our vote was still pay us. <laughs> <laughs> we want money, please. I still I have a real issue with this whole not play the out of conference schedule. I don't like it. Why, why, why would that even be a conversation? Because, all right, so uh, we're not going to – we don't want fans to be around each other, so we'll take four of the games and say, yeah, we're gonna, let's going to knock those out. But you're still going to have fans to show up. You know, you're still going to have four games. Yeah, yeah the games. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's dumb. And it's like the same fans. I guess my thing, stop saying dumb stuff. Stop saying dumb stuff. There's some right. legit solutions to this, not just, uh, well, we'll found some difference in types. Of, all right, we'll only do home games. Yeah, only home games. Nobody will play any away games. We'll only David, because we know everybody who we know everybody at our school. Doesn't matter the outcome. You have to do something, right, to say that you did something. Yeah, just say that you're stupid. Man, I guess I get it. You know, you just delay the season until October, right? Yeah. But even then, you don't. If you're delaying for something like that, you still don't know. Like, what if we say, "All right, uh, we're going to push everything back two months." Well, what happens two months later 
when you're like, we're still not ready to, to let people play games. It's a four game season. Yeah. Right. Well, but no, I like the idea of playing all of the games and pushing everything back. Like everything is pushed back. Like we're going to have college ball kicks off on Thanksgiving. Fine. And we, we play through, I don't know, that St. Patrick's we play through Easter. We play through something weird like that. It would just create a whole new weird dynamic, like a once in a lifetime opportunity, hopefully once in a lifetime opportunity to see traditional sports have been going on for over a hundred years played in a way that's completely different than everything else. I mean, if, if we have the ability to actually play these games, we late or delayed, it could be a cool thing. It could be a really, really neat experience to be able to say, I remember 50 years ago when we were playing, uh, the national championship on July 4th and the next season started two months later. <laughs> I think it's going to be on their whiteboard I somewhere. Was, I, I got this notification from ESPN. I couldn't find the, I didn't read it at the time, but I couldn't find the article later on. But it was talking about baseball and someone had proposed an idea that would still have all 162 games, which is way too many games, but all 162 games played delayed with the world series happening between Christmas Day and New Year's Day. And I love that idea. That would be awesome. It'd be so weird. It'd be so weird. And hopefully not a game that's going to be played in, uh, well, it'd be played in Truist Park, just so it doesn't, it's irrelevant. Well, and that's like football time, right? Yeah. That's that's super football time. I, I feel like I've spent, not maybe not every Christmas and maybe not every New Year's, but I've definitely spent a few watching football. Yeah. We always do, so we'll have like our, our family dinner and then football. Oh, no, I was making a joke about you saying that was football time. What? I was making fun of you, Ryan. Oh, I don't. I didn't understand. You just said you watched football during that time. It didn't seem like a joke. All right. Yeah, right over said. Yeah. Even though there's with those flowing locks he has right now, he couldn't catch that joke. Man, you need to get a haircut. What's going on? I was asking. I was asking David if he knew where any uh, black market haircutteries were. Yeah, you get you get the Target curbside pickup, a little trimmer, and just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, like, <laughs> looking you at your the wrong crowd right here. I was I was laughing though because my neighbors are they own a salon, but they don't cut hair. So, but it's hmm. like, okay, I don't care about your neighbors. You're like, can you make an exception? Can you cut my hair? <laughs> uh, what else you guys? Uh, got? To connect it, to connect it, he also works at Georgia State, so. Well, there you go. Now, now, now we can talk about it. Oh, there's something. Back, back to that Advocate article. Uh, so the Arlington AD was comparing everything going on right now to 9-11. And it just struck me at first because I'm kind of like, oh, wow, ma- massive terrorist attack on the country. Uh, people getting sick. But actually, I wrote this all down, and then I was like walking through the house today with the news was on, like, oh, we've now had more people die from – coronavirus in the u.s and then died on 9-11 like oh well i guess he was a little right about that but it still feels weird to compare this to that yeah but to his defense what he was basically saying was when that happened the event happened and now we're in the aftermath of that how do we handle everything after what had happened Right. Whereas with right now, we're kind of like what the hell's going on dude <laughs> we've got no idea what's going on we, have, we don't know when everything's going to be finalized or be stable enough again. Right. I mean, one thing, the other 
gonna take a long time, right? I mean, they're not comparable except if you want to be a sensationalist and yeah, go which I'm sure is kind of related to another experience he's had in his career. And the the journalist was like, the, the journalist was, uh, yeah, um, we're gonna put that in there just to have like that bullet point that says nine eleven. Also, you did nine dash eleven. I feel like nine eleven is always nine slash eleven. Right. I, don't know. I fixate on really weird things. They, they, they really bother me. I may be obsessive compulsive. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Uh, you guys got anything? I got some got other stuff. But, uh, oh, I thought this was interesting. Uh, App State say that they'll be saving tens of thousands. Oh, I guess we're saying the same thing. Saving almost $100,000 on this. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, Arlington had some international players trying to get back home when all this was happening. They got stuck in Florida and couldn't fly back to their home countries. <laughs> yeah, stuck in Florida. Really? Ugh. Well, and they're college players, so they probably came in, like, go to the airplane or the airplane bar, the airport bar or anything. Uh, yeah, it's funny. I thought it was funny. Yeah, that sounds like misery. <clears throat> oh, there's probably some cool places in Florida you can get stuck, but. Probably wasn't anywhere they were. Well, you're probably in an airport, so it doesn't matter if you're in yeah. South Beach, if you're sitting in the uh, Miami <laughs> airport, you know. You can leave and come back. Yeah. Uh, there's really nothing around it. You don't really want to leave it. No. No. Nothing good around it. It's, it's not that good itself, honestly. It's like, when you go down there, I feel like it's, you go down there for an event or a certain thing, a certain experience, and that's great. But everything else around it is kind of like, wow, people live down here. Like this is like their normal life. Like why? I mean, I guess Tim, you're from Florida, right? So yeah, I grew up down there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and you live here now because you're smart. Yeah, I would. Um, you know, I always tell people uh, I would retire to the west coast of Florida, but the east coast, South Florida, nope, no, not happening. I would oh, after strip mall after strip mall. Well, the East Coast is more of like the, I guess, Panhandle and East Coast are your party sides, and your West Coast is your retirement side, right? Pretty much. Family I mean, side, retirement side. Minus Tampa. Tampa's, Tampa. I heard Tampa smells like mothballs. <laughs> um, I, I will say that when I did my cruise, we stopped at Key West first, and I, I, I loved it. I loved Key West. It was weird, and like, awesome. different. they like embraced the weirdness. And uh, it was it was everything I want in like a really shitty beach town. Well, I think the Key West is its own thing. Like I, it's I've, its been, own thing. I've been to Key West, but I was I was young. I was a kid. I was I don't know if I was ten years old or not. Yeah, it was a family deal, whatever. But I always just kind of saw Key West as kind of like it's Florida, but it's like a part of Florida that not even Florida cares about. It's I like, mean, it's the, it's the Conquer Republic. They literally right. were disowned by the Union at, at right. a time, and they called themselves the Conquer Republic. Yeah. It, so, and then they have all their like, their weird parties and their strange things. But, you know, I think... Chickens. We're chickens chickens our, everywhere. We're bringing chickens are own, everywhere on the island. We're bringing our own Key West to Atlanta because they're building a Margaritaville Tower in Atlanta, in Midtown, right now, it broke ground oh, on it. Boy. You know about this, Ryan? No, I know about it. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, no, there's a, there's like a tower that's kind of like a rooftop pool bar that's a Margaritaville. Dream about Margaritaville. Awesome. We'll have to do a live pod, 
podcast from there. Yeah. It's a brilliant idea. Sponsorship. We've got, to, we've got to, I mean, it probably won't be open for like two, maybe three years, but who knows if we'll have football by then to even talk about. So we'll be yeah. sharing content. So that Whoa. Whoa. Don't talk about that. There was a, when, when I, when I was in Key West, we went up on the lighthouse and there was a picture and they were like, do you see this mountain off in the distance? And yeah, I could see it. And they were like, that's all garbage. We used to send our garbage to this island and there's now a mountain. It is the highest point. And the highest point in Key West is this like mound of garbage. It's great. I feel like that's a Pixar movie waiting to happen right there. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, I wouldn't compare anything to Key West. I don't think that's comparable. It's like not even Florida. It's, It's just its own beast. It's like it you're, you're, you still have to live by the same laws of Florida in the U.S. Do like, you? Kinda. <laughs> it's it's like basically if all the cops live on the mainland. So as long as you stop whatever you're doing that's bad before they make it through like what the the seven mile bridge and the eleven mile bridge and whatever, like yeah, you're you're probably fine. Takes them a long time to get there. And then like Arnold Schwarzenegger blow it up, blew it up in True Lies, so. True. I think I think that movie came out after I went there. Yeah. Did you uh did you hit uh, Garden of Eden? Right? Garden of Eden? No, I, well, Garden of Eden? Yeah. I've no. heard that book of the Bible. You can Google it on your free time. Uh no, we were only there for uh a certain number of hours during the day. So if it was something that would be more of an evening activity. Yeah. <laughs> you can go during the day, but I mean, but it's weird. It's like the B squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I kind of touched on this earlier, but I wanted to bring it up for no for one reason because it talks about us a lot. Uh, Forbes had an article that the mid majors need to be paid first by the NCAA before sports get cut. So we were talking about sports getting cut and all that jazz. I think I may have said it's an advocate article, but it was Forbes. And uh, this actually is an interview with Charlie Cobb. Like, they're talking about how this affects Georgia State or using Georgia State as a basis for other mid-major programs on everything. And it was pretty cool. It actually painted Charlie in a good light, uh, which um, is good. Well, He's a good guy. Think of it. It's not hard to paint a good light. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, no, it was, um, it was posted on, on, on Panther Talk. Forget who posted it, but it got like no traction, like, no comments, nobody said anything about it at all. But there's an entire article for, on in Forbes that was just talking to Charlie, an interview with Charlie, effectively about interesting, uh, yeah, how the whole mid-major thing and this is getting cut, the money getting cut, how it affects schools using us as a basis. Good exposure. Yeah, no, yeah, well, I, which is kind of funny because it came out after we'd already lost and we were out of, we were, we were not going to make it to the tournament. We were we were out. That game doesn't count. We're we were in it just as much as anybody else. But he made didn't a happen. He made a didn't happen. The uh, mid majors are the lifeblood of the tournament because all the, the Cinderella teams are what really draw people in. That's what people tune in for. That's right. Exactly. People take off days of those first couple of days. Take off from work every year. Yeah, nobody wants to see Duke win. No, we see them every year. You know, just just those eight fans they have. But um, yeah. And then another comment we talked about the eligibility. I think did we talk about that? Like everybody getting another year of eligibility this spring. We didn't. Um, all right. We didn't. Play rules that uh, all these kids affected by this. The spring sports get another year of eligibility. 
but honestly, that actually hurts the mid-major programs even more because that's more money to spend for these kids. But at the same time, we don't actually have to honor it. We can be like, yeah, but sorry, you're senior plus year. We're not going to pay for your school. Bye. Could we? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I think so. I don't know how the verbiage of the like contract of the scholarship works, you know? Uh, well, from what I read, I think you can ditch them. But I don't know. The, the whole article was basically that just the P5 or the, I guess the majors, because it's different in basketball, really owe it to the mid-majors to make sure that the mid-majors are taken care of before any financial money comes back to the, the P5s. And I think, you know, Ryan, you and I are pretty much on the same page and stuff like that. I'm like, no, they don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's, but what do you think, Tim? Um, I mean, they, they don't owe us anything. Right. It doesn't make sense. They, they've built themselves up, right? That's good for them. But, so we don't deserve a handout, you know? I, I mean, I'd be happy if they were generous and they wanted to pay the G5s first. Well, it'd be great just if they just like, if Georgia would actually come play us in the sports arena. Like that's their handout. Like, all right, cool, we'll come play in the sports arena, or we'll come play at, at State Farm or something like that. I mean, they they get to decide that for themselves if that's like good for their programs or not. And if it's not, then they won't do it. I agree. How about they just build our baseball stadium for us? That'd be great too. That's like a drop in the bucket to them. Yeah, they, they they lose more pain for sexual uh, harassment lawsuits than it would cost to build us a baseball stadium, right? I don't know if that's true or not. There was that one guy that one time, right? Let's just make I'm it real. up. Yeah, it's fine. It's true now because I said it. Yeah. All right, so another big thing that came out yesterday was there was some uh, leaked picture of a new logo for the Sun Belt because the other logo we had is uh, six years old and uh, obviously is too old for uh, – too old for this conference. Outdated. Yeah, so I guess it was, there was some event at South Alabama's indoor facility and one was caught, I someone did a screen capture of a video or something like that there, so we saw what the new logo looked like. So from, from what I hear, new commissioner wants a new logo, uh, but having a new logo does not mean it's gotta be a better logo, it could just be a different logo. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Tim, I think you're going to take the wheel on this one and show us what was found on uh, that's down in Mobile over the weekend. So let's take a look. Oh, and for all you people just listening, you got to go on YouTube so you can see this. Got to go to YouTube. Check it out. We'll describe it. All right. So uh, I guess... Our old logo was just that little pinwheel thing, but this one is just the letters SBC, right? Well, with a sunburst in the B, you know, as the top hole of the B. And then uh, it's like half one color and half your other color, essentially. Yeah, so it's red, red, white, and blue. So we basically assume that like the pinwheel, that we're going to be getting college-specific colors for each university. Mm This, this was always a hang-up for me. Even when they redid the other one, I'm like, why are we doing a specific Sunbelt logo for every school? Just do one logo that's not any school's colors and put that on the field. Like well, for I, kind of, I kind of liked it when they did the, the logo with different school colors. Problem was they didn't pick the right color for Georgia State. They, got, they had that blue and the black in there, and black's not a color. It was horrible. So... Yeah, I, I didn't like that part. I thought it was kind of interesting, it was at least a, a new approach. 
now that they're restarting everything, I don't know if it's necessary to do school specific colors, but a Twitter user, Michael Gleaton decided that he was going to just mock up based off of this, what he thought that the different schools logos would look like. And uh, Tim, let's see what he came up with. Yeah, sure. It's, it's sort of my thing though, is that if we can't trust them to do a pinwheel, maybe we just shouldn't trust them at all to do any of this stuff. And like, let's just say, you know, you come up with one marketing strategy. That'd be great. But we know that, well, we think that they're not doing that. So, well, yeah. Talk about Based it. Based on this, I would imagine not because it is South Alabama colors. So. Right. Because that was my first take when I saw this was like, oh, are we going red, white, and blue? It kind of gave me a Conference USA vibe from the whole right. thing. I was like, wait a minute. This is, this is South Alabama. That's their colors. Maybe they're doing the exact same thing all over again. Yeah. So for the old pinwheel logo, I guess you can call it old now, right? We know we're changing. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently Southern's logo was screwed up too and they complained and got theirs changed yeah. while we just went along with the blue and black, which is I said, sure, that sounds good. It's close enough. I, I doubt I doubt we even said that. We just said, Okay. All right, so here we go. So here is well, well this is a, this is a lot. Uh, a lot of Georgia State in there as well because we made our own little adjustments. <laughs> went back and, I went back and forth with Michael Gleaton on Twitter last night complaining about his use of gray, the uh, uh, row two, column one. There, that was That's what he came up Row one, column two. That's what the Twitter user Michael Gleaton came up with as our version of it. Um, which I didn't like. But you can see up the first one there is uh, um, App, App State, and then you got Coastal Carolina, some other Georgia State stuff, and then um, ooh la la. You can see where they are. Uh, Tim went and labeled and everything. So yeah, that gray one is what he came up with, and I didn't care for that at all. Uh, he came yeah. back with the black and the blue, which are row one, column four and five. The blue I like, the all blue. I'm on board for her. like yeah. It just if, it looks a little funny because it looks like two different shades of blue. If but yeah, but this is it. Whatever he did, but if they're going to do this logo, which I don't, we can talk about whether we like it or not. If they're going to do this logo for us, I like that better than doing a two tone color like the gray was they initially had for us. Yeah, agreed or uh, totally. Let's just do all blue. I mean, I'm wearing the all blue all in right now. There you go. Boom. But so, um, if we wanted to include the blue and white, I asked my wife, who's very, very creative, if she would come up with something like this with an outline, which maybe is similar to what um, uh, Southern did with their little pinwheel deal, but that's why I wanted to get ahead of it up front. So this is my idea of what we should use to get blue and white in the logo. And she actually went through as well and uh, fixed it because the B was actually not as wide as the C, if you look at the other logos that were out there. I noticed that. That was kind of weird. It seems strange that one letter is squished between the other two. But I isn't think that, that isn't, isn't belt uh, technically not a separate word? Isn't it sunbelt, like one word? It is one word. No space, yeah. but it is a capitalization. No, somebody online noticed about this that I thought was cool or interesting or actually just worthy of talking about is that B kind of looks like a six. As if we are saying that we are the sixth power conference. Uh, 
It's just, sure. I, mean, I just actually, I noticed that the sun is missing a ray right down the center right here. I don't know. I don't know. Was that on the original uh, picture that was taken? Did it have the ray down the down center? Because this, this, this is not. It didn't have it, no. no it does not have it. Missing. So this yeah. was just what uh, the Twitter guy did. This is not anything that was like official by any stretch. This is just his thoughts on it. Uh, so <clears throat> what do you guys think of doing all, in, all of this? All of this. What are your thoughts on that? Uh, first off, it looks like it's from the 70s. Right. Um, you know, I think this is a tweet picture from somewhere. This is probably Windows 95. I think that's too <laughs> forward thinking. I think uh, Clippy's too new for this logo. <laughs> this logo is definitely Windows 3.0. Maybe 3.1. <laughs> I don't know. I feel, I feel like it's from the seventies. It looks really weird. Um, yeah. Well, I don't mind it looking old if it actually like has some kind of significance, but I, I, it's a stretch. I'm not a fan of it, but if they're going to do this and they're going to do school specific colors, I, I wanted us to get ahead of us. I tweeted out to Sunbelt and uh, uh, Charlie Cobb today saying that the all blue or the blue outline is what we would want. I did, I'm, I decided to speak on behalf of all of Georgia State fans out there because I just don't want to have the blue and black or blue and gray or something like that. If they come out, if they come out with something better, by all means, that's awesome. The all blue is, is the right move, I think. It probably, yeah, I think so. And that's not something that I had thought about originally. Uh, the Michael Gleaton guy came up with that. That does look better. That does look a lot better. I am surprised at the internet that no one has made this little sun the coronavirus. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, they've done they've done the Windows ninety five thing, which is pretty cool, but it's just dying for someone to take it and change the sun into coronavirus. So let's wait until uh, they come out with the the school branded ones. And Tim, that's your job to do the southern one is to make it the coronavirus. I, I was gonna say it might be like hashtag too soon. Yeah, probably. Sorry, too soon. That. They actually hate this, by the way, down south. Well, I, I guess gold is not one of their official colors. They just use it in a lot of their stuff or something. I don't know. I, I really thought it was. This is actually what the Sunbelt tried to do with the pinwheel to them, and they rejected it and made it basically kind of just what your wife made, right? Right. They kind of like white. this. Yeah, they used navy and white, right? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they use an outline on the little leaves or whatever you call it. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was, I, I was not expecting this. I was not expecting a new logo change whatsoever at all, but I, I, I gotta the, say the branding, uh, using SBC as a brand versus mm-hmm. Sunbelt. I do like better, obviously yeah. it's like SEC, uh, but Sunbelt just sounds horrible. So I like SBC better than Sunbelt. Well, and it I, sounds like the tractor rental company, like, yeah, like well, Sunbelt Sunbelt Rentals sounds like the, the rental company. Yeah. I like it better. I like I like using SBC better. I'm not saying that I like this logo better than what we have already. Well, I would much rather hashtag SBC than hashtag Funbelt. Oh, I know. Somebody actually put on yes. the uh, the CSN board, the Sunbelt board, can we just change the name of the conference to Funbelt? And I'm like, I really hope you're joking, but considering the schools that are in our conference, they're as intelligent to think that's actually a good idea. Yeah, we'd have to be out immediately. Like, I'd just rather be independent than be part of the fun belt. Independent, that's a good topic to talk about. Ah, but remember that, because I'll forget about it. 
maybe we should right. talk about the, the the struggles of being independent uh, <clears throat> at some point in this off season, which we have. We could talk about it maybe November in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so so when it when it really comes down to it, like the Sun Belt logo is not something that is going to matter just at all. You know, I mean, it's been on the field for however long, and I can't tell you how many times I haven't looked at it because it was basically 100% of the time. Right. So, also, I don't like looking at that stupid blue and black pinwheel. But uh, but if you liked the logo, would you look at it more? I mean... I'm not going to look at it at all. I'm exactly. Gonna look at, I'm going to look at Dan Ellington running around everybody. But, uh, That's right. Uh, I, I feel like we should have corrected the logo before we got it, the first one. Yeah, that, so this is a chance to fix it before it's wrong. That the win that Southern got over us, I'll say it, is they saw something that did not fit with their branding, and they addressed it, and they had it corrected. We did not do that. And uh, was it still Cheryl, or had Cobb already come in at that point? Point 13, so... I mean, Cheryl got us. But did Cheryl... I can't remember. If Cheryl even like was there for a single Sunbelt game at all. I yeah, don't I don't know. Well, his buddies with Carl, so no, because we played a year of like proba- probation, some belt before Southern was even involved, so she was probably already gone. Either way, uh, I just wanted to get ahead of it, and I did not want us to get stuck with a blue and black logo again, whether we like it or not. I didn't want to get stuck with it, so I guess you say whether we like the new logo design. I didn't want to get stuck with a bad version of it for us fair is there any chance that you have a pack meeting where you can get this fixed <laughs> no uh no pack meeting coming up everything's been canceled you could vote to have it fixed also, but I, it wouldn't matter also uh the pack has no authority on anything whatsoever at all it's this figment of your you're gonna bring facts into this whole argument i don't <laughs> like it it ruins everything doesn't <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else on the logo? I'm ready to move on. I think we, we can start wrapping up uh, everything here a little bit. Oh, okay. We got another big topic to talk about. Dang it. Hey, Ryan, how long have we been going? You, you have your timer going? Hell no, I don't. Okay, there we go. Whoa. It's going to be a two hour uh, episode. I, I thought about it like probably like 15 minutes in. I was like, ah, I didn't start it. And then I just didn't. All right. Well, uh, there's a couple of quick points on uh, some players with the university. Uh, we got. We got a kicker. We have a kicker. Football team. Hell yeah. Just sounds like a good one too. Sounds like it could be a good quick a good uh uh player to pull in. Yeah, NC A and T. He was the first team all conference for the, the Meek. Um Noel um yeah, Noel Ruiz. Yeah. That's good, right? Everyone yeah, and he was a he was a three star coming out of high school. Everyone can stop freaking out about who the hell is going to be kicking the ball now because we got Noel. Yeah, no, that, that's that's kind of why I thought it was exciting when I brought it up was like, you know, we, we didn't know what we were going to do. And, and um, I think that the kicking position in general is underrated. They are the highest scoring players on the team. In general. Generally. Yeah. Yeah, yep. and so you, you don't want to just have that be an afterthought. I mean, we we know how that is. Like well, like I think playing that, on extra points, you know, like you shouldn't have to. This should be automatic. Yeah, the kicker is also a bit of a commodity. I mean, they're they're considered a bit of a commodity, and so you can always pick somebody up to kick a ball through the straight arrows. Like I, I don't know. 
Uh, yeah, you think you think that, but like Bama's had problems with it. We've had problems with it. Like schools that don't don't sacrifice a scholarship on it, like they pay. Right. <laughs> no, no. I I kind of felt like we would figure something out. You can find somebody to kick the ball, and also historically we haven't been that great. So yeah. <laughs> are we? Are you, I don't know, man. Ian Vance, he's still like one of the one of the best. You know, he's, he's he might be one of the better in like modern day history of, of college football. You know, I didn't know you. That was good. Yeah. But Noel, right? He could, with our season getting delayed, be perfect Christmas gift, right? Oh, uh, come on, man! Come on, Noel. That was such a stretch. Right. I was thinking like a, a chant whenever we whenever he comes out for a point after a field goal, just Noel, 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 Noel. No, well, no. I don't know. That's a familiar chain of the United. I love it. So, yeah, yeah I love it. All right. Yeah. I want to retract that. Uh, also, basketball, uh, just, just, sorry, just Josh Linder left the program. That I think that was announced the day after we recorded the episode last week. I think it kind of follows uh, the same thing. Kevontae Ivory, he saw the writing on the wall, not going to get the playing time. So he's out. Um, it, it did spur a little bit of a debate on Panther Talk about, like, Coach Hunter didn't drop players or encourage players to, to transfer or leave. He he stuck with them. I, I, I don't know about, about all of that. I think you know, when you see better talent coming in and your minutes are going to go down and you want to have a career or have a chance to play, you, you see the writing the wall, you, you take off. So I don't know. It didn't bother me at all. It's, it sucks. I liked him, but if we're gonna get better without him, we get better without him, right? This is basketball. Yeah, uh, to tap on the out on this one, and Tim and I can talk for a minute. What? I think it's fine. I mean, we have a lot of talent that's coming on board. You know, sitting out a year. I mean, I don't know. It's more just writing on the wall. Kind of your minutes are gonna be minuscule. If you want to play more, it's not going to happen here. Right. Know? Yeah, I'm fine. It's the same. It's the same. I see it as the same conversation that we had last week about Cavante. So uh, it's not that big of a deal. It sucks, but I want to see more players spend their entire career with us. But uh, but yeah. if you're not willing to, then like you know, move on. Do what you got to do. Yeah, but I, I understand where he's coming from. I get it, and I wish him the best. Like just like any player. That plays Georgia State, wish them the best, uh, even if they have to take off. That if that's what's best for them. Yeah, so, I mean, you uh, could do well somewhere else. You know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. So we we've we've talked a lot tonight. I wasn't expecting to go this long so far, but there was another big topic that I wanted to cover before we uh, headed on off. And there were two. We talked about this last week. There were two big um, uh, off-season poll fun things on Twitter and Instagram over the week that we were uh, at least I was getting big into. Uh, I think I, I was texting both Tim and Ryan. I don't think Ryan replied to anything, but Tim and I had a good conversation going on. The I clicked on links uh, and 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 voted. <laughs> well, you know, you did your part. <laughs> I think I retweeted one or two of them. There you go. There you go. Anyhow, so this is what we talked about before. There was uh, a poll about a bracket on the best G five accomplishments, achievements, and then there was also one on uh, March Madness upsets or just uh, iconic moments, I think was actually the phrase they used. Uh, the cool thing was 
the March Madness one actually came from the NCAA. It was March, the March Madness account that was doing this whole thing. And so the, the shot got added to it and did great, made it to the elite eight, which was, uh, I mean, awesome. We talked about this at the time that the shot's going to be a legendary thing. That's going to get replayed forever. I mean, when you have a coach's son hitting a three pointer to take a lead and <laughs> dad falls off his chair, it's a pretty cool story. Uh, and, um, I don't know. We kind of like, we RJ pretty much killed it throughout this entire round. I, uh, or this uh, voting 63% chance, uh, vote in the first round, 63% vote in the second round, a tight third round 50, 50, which I guess I thought we lost that one, but I guess they were including Twitter and Instagram votes together. And so we it won my Instagramming. Yeah. It's Instagram won it for us. And that was, uh, Loyola Chicago, uh, buzzer beater versus Miami just uh, two years ago against Miami. So, uh, in 2018, uh, so that was cool. But then we had to go up against the 16 seed that beats the one seed. And there was no shot of that. Yeah. It's tough to beat UMBC and they're actually going on to the final four. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's what happens when you win an elite eight game as you go on to the final four. That's yeah. When you, when you, uh, enter a tournament you eventually have to face the uh the terrible like this probably should win right which would be the 16 <laughs> beating a one <laughs> i don't pay a lot of attention to college basketball outside of georgia state um but uh so from, from what i hear or from what somebody said online is that uh ubc was kind of misseeded in the tournament maybe they shouldn't have been a 16 seed but even if it's a 13 or a 10 beating a one that's still a massive accomplishment well and, and you have to look at it and say like okay a 16 has never been a one before but like a 16 has been misseeded before they just right. still haven't beaten the one right exactly <laughs> so i mean it, it was fun it was a good ride i liked the whole thing but uh when we got to that matchup it was kind of evident that we're probably not going to was it bad? Was the was the out? Was it bad? Uh, it was uh, bad. We got seventy nine twenty one. Yeah, yeah seventy nine twenty one. But we it got good. We got a we got a little push. We we Tim and I kind of uh, did what we could to get some people to, to do some stuff to vote. Uh, but yeah. So wow, I get no credit. I'm pretty sure I retweeted it. Well, you didn't talk to us about it, so you get no credit whatsoever at all. Not not here. <laughs> you you wow. can you can you can take your credit to Twitter and let everyone. Uh, tell you how great you are there, but here you got nothing. I also am pretty sure in that same chat I said it matters who we're sharing, who is sharing it. Yeah, and Jersey Athletics got on board with March Madness pretty early. Group yeah. of five guys, they did not get on until later on. They were pretty excited about getting that the school on it. But uh, so now I guess the Good. March Madness one is still going on. It's um, yep. UMBC versus. Uh, Trey Burke's 2013 shot and Chris Jenkins versus Illinois. I don't, I don't even know what this things are. I don't even talk yeah, about Yeah, no. I, basically, the people who beat us should win the whole thing. They might. Is what I think. It's that impactful of a win. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I think I think so. I think it's, that's the most iconic moment. Like, if you go on to some of the message boards and stuff like that, they'll always – it's kind of like the Falcons 28-3 thing. They, they keep on bringing up, like, let's not forget about a 16-seed beating – UVA one seed. It's 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 
it's very very iconic so yeah that's that's the one that deserves a win uh i get, a, side, I get that, a text message every year on 328 from a former coworker. is it patriots fan yeah i mean i haven't worked this company since 2017 yeah. <laughs> and i thought this year would be you know there's other things to think about no nope nope no no, no. <laughs> Multiple text message memes all throughout the day. Well, I don't know. So, so wait, wait, wait. Like um, on a personal note, is this from my company that you used no. to work in? Okay. No. All right. <laughs> well, uh, no, that whole twenty-three thing. Like, obviously, it hurt, stung so bad. But when there was, when we played the Saints the following season, and they flew that twenty-eight-three banner over the tailgate, whatever. The Saints game, right? That was that was the moment that it stopped bothering me because yeah. I realized that all those people that were sitting at home on their couch watching the Super Bowl in New Orleans were still fixated on something that we had moved past. And I'm like, you know what? Fine. Have it. I don't care anymore. You were not in that game. You were not watching your team play. Sure. So, I mean, and, and also – the most Atlanta thing to ever happen in sports. I mean, yeah. It really, really is. So it, it doesn't love, get hurt any less, David. Oh no. I still like every, every once in a while someone comes up and I'm kind of like, well, we, we should have a Super, Super Bowl title, but we don't, but it is, it, it doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. I, I've come to accept that's what uh, Atlanta sports fan fandom is all about. So, uh, the other poll, are we, are we good to the March Madness one? Yeah, it's fine. Then we to the Falcons. I'm assuming we're good, good with March Madness. Uh, the other one was a group of five guys doing their G5 achievements, which is a little bit of a stretch. They wanted to include all 59 G5 teams and then had a, right. a few wild cards in there. Uh, but anyhow, we um, made it the final four of this one, which is great. And I've got to pause this. All right, a little uh, quick pause there for uh, some, I don't know. Technical difficulties. House issues, house issues here in the studios. Anyhow, so I guess... <laughs> we had a, we I, had a special like, guest for a, a, a small amount of time that no one else gets to... Experience and feel. So uh, we made it Final Four in a group of five guys bracket, which is great. We lost to Boise State. <laughs> for their Statue of Liberty play against Oklahoma and a Fiesta Bowl and whatever year that was. And, like, I watched that game, but it wasn't – I'm not a Boise State fan. I'm not a uh, Oklahoma fan. So it kind of just got purged from memory. So I actually found a SB Nation, like, 10-minute little thing about that game. And we lost our little Final Four thing against them. And everyone on Twitter is like how it's such a more iconic thing. I guess. I guess it's more iconic. Uh, there was a bunch Perfect. of Southern trolls out on that one. They did not like us advancing as far as we did at all. They were ripping it into this one guy uh, was like, no one will remember Georgia State beating Tennessee next year, but ESPN will always be playing this Boise State play. I'm like, well, it's kind of a gadget play for a big right. So, yeah, of course they're going to do that. Uh, well, and ours is a whole game, and theirs is a play. Right, yeah. So they actually took a big lead in that game and then gave it up 
and it took some trickery. There was already a, a lateral to get him to the to the top, well, to the down by one point, and then there was their uh, Statue of Liberty. For, yeah, it was a ballsy play. I don't disagree with that whatsoever at all. It's a great play. Maybe it, it's deserving of winning, but in recent memory, our win against Tennessee was pretty freaking iconic. There was there was a lot of time that you and me were standing there like, what are we watching? Is this happening? You know, I mean, it was like to the very end, we were like, people are cheering and we're just like, I don't know, man, is this ha- is this happening? And because it was happening over a long period of time, it wasn't super stressful to non-fans. It was right. stressful to us. Right. And that was the first game since we started the podcast. And so we talked about it, just you and me, Ryan. We talked about how, you know, it's going to hopefully we come out of it without injuries and things good. Uh, maybe we get a, car, a garbage touchdown at the end. But there was a garbage touchdown, and it was right. to see. And you and I are sitting there, standing there, because there was no sitting at that point. No. Nope. Sitting there at halfway crooks, and we're like, there were, we, we miscalled the garbage touchdown. It was, it was to miss. Right. So, not to take anything away from Boise State, they had been a powerhouse in the G5 the years leading up to this. They got their moment against Oklahoma, but uh, and not saying that Georgia State rightfully deserved that. Obviously, I'm just being biased on Twitter and everything else. Yeah. But, uh, eh, no, we deserved it. Uh, it's all a popularity contest, you know? No, my, problem, my big problem was what happened in the other side of the bracket. The team that goes on the other side that goes to win – that goes on to win this entire group of five guys bracket is App State's win against Michigan, uh, which is not even a group of five. Not even a group, right. not a group of five accomplishment whatsoever at all. I said on Twitter that there's they were still FCS. I'm pretty sure that was still Division One AA. The FCS FBS terms had not even been coined yet. I don't think. Uh, no, I think they had. Had they? I'm go with me on this. Back me up on this one. Just just agree with me for a minute. I'm gonna have to say it's probably. I don't know. All right, whatever. This is yeah. super old, like '84. <laughs> no, '94. No. I don't know. What was it? No, it was like uh, 2006, yeah. 2007, something like that. Uh, actually, do I that time write it down? I don't know. No, they're right down. So anyhow, so App State beats with their little uh, blocked field goal against Michigan, beats out Boise State's uh, 2007. I did think it was kind of funny that one of our games we won, we we beat uh, Nevada, beats Boise State, 82%, 17%. So we beat a team that beat Boise State, and then we lost to Boise State. They were FCS in 2007. Okay, is that when it well, that I mean, FCS. It's, it's irrelevant, but yeah, that was. They fun. should have been in the poll, is what they should. Like the poll should have been G five only. G five. So Southern shouldn't have been in there for their Florida win. Right. App shouldn't have been in there for their Michigan win. And they their defense on that was, if the win or the accomplishment, the achievement, whatever it was, made them who they are in the G five today, then that qualifies i'm like what does that mean that's subjective too that that, that makes no sense so yeah no. i i think i think it was an app state fan even put online that them beating michigan is what got them into fbs i got got that invite and everything 
Maybe. I don't know. But regardless. I, no, a, I, I can tell you from experience that's not true. They have, a, they they have, have their, that win. They have, Southern has their five or six or however many pointless championships in FCS. Means nothing in FBS right now. That's that's absolutely pointless. So how does this win? And whatever. Had we beaten Boise State in that Final Four thing and then lost to App State, I would be like just losing my stuff. But whatever. It was a fun little poll. I had I enjoyed getting on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything to try to push the votes up. And, and I think we actually had Tim. I think we actually had some accomplishments. I think that we can take credit for maybe a win in there. Especially that um, the, uh, the the shot win, the shot win, the shot win. We, I think we could definitely take credit for that one. So absolutely, I think we, we can uh, that we, one we, over we the do our own. Where we like set up our own parameters at some point. That that'd be fine. Yeah, uh, I don't know. People what do you got? Think we're cheating because we're idea. <laughs> homers. <laughs> All right. Well, I unless you guys anything else, I think it's time to close this one out and head over to last call. Uh, got any, anything else, guys? Nope. Nope. I hope you got something to talk about last call, too. I got a few things. We'll figure it out. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Tim, for being here again. Uh, thanks, everybody, listening. Uh, we're going to head over to last call. You can uh, uh, give that a listen on Friday for free or join our Patreon and give it a listen whenever you want to. Uh, it's only three bucks a month. And uh, helps us kind of push this podcast a little forward, figure out what we're doing, and maybe take this video when we get back together again. We have, uh, have something that we can all uh, do every week, not just this uh, pandemic thing. Uh, anyhow, regardless, thank you everybody for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Bye, y'all. Bye. That's it for us this week. Thank you for listening. Please follow us on Twitter at State of Atlanta or on Facebook at facebook.com slash State of Atlanta. And if you enjoy what you're listening to, please rate and review us on your podcast app. Thank you very much and go Panthers.